1: So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. In the book of Isaiah, God says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, that's an awesome promise. Now, although most saints love that promise, many of us don't understand that it's not an automatic promise but it's a conditional promise. It's conditional on our response to God's word. Although God's word could have accomplished everything that God sent it to do, if we don't respond properly to it, it won't accomplish anything that God sent it to do for me and you. That's why we ought to learn both the importance of and how to respond properly to God's word so that it can actually accomplish all that it has the power to do in the lives of me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready and I here it he comes.
2: Turn over to Isaiah 43, verse 1. He said, but now, thus saith the Lord, that created thee. You got to get this. God said, I created thee. Before we even talk about anything else, he said, I created thee. Now, he could have just wrote, thus saith the Lord. He could have just started talking. But the Lord don't put words in the Bible just to be putting words. He's trying to get a point across. He's saying, I created thee. That word create means I formed thee. Nothing is formed unless it's designed first. Because before you form something, you design something. You got to think up. You got, how do I want it to be? So when he created you, you were a thought ahead of time. I don't care how many people lied to you and told you that you was a mistake. That, 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 that you wasn't really planned. You wasn't a planned child. Yes, you was. You was planned before the foundations of the world. God planned you because he designed you. He created you. He had intention for you to be going in this time, in this season, in this era, during this time, not later on down the line or not before. Now, God intended you to come now. Your parents might have made a mistake, but God didn't. God knew exactly what he was doing. Are you listening to me? He said, I created you. Amen. You don't design anything unless you got a purpose in mind. Yes, sir. You don't create anything that you don't design ahead of time. You don't design anything that you don't have a purpose in mind. That when you design it, you have something in mind. When God designed you, he has something in
1: mind.
2: He didn't just make you just to be here. Amen. You didn't just accidentally get here and you just Amen. the way you are. No, he, he made you who you are for a reason. Some of y'all ladies up in here is fine for a reason. And it ain't to be on no album cover with half your stuff hanging out. It ain't to be on no video throwing it to and fro. I'm teaching real good right now. Are you listening to me? God formed you with a purpose in mind. Now you got to think about this. This is the creator of the universe who created somebody, designed somebody for a purpose ahead of time. This is the backdrop that he's using to paint this picture that he's about to say right here. He said, look, I created. He said, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Well, why'd he name both of them? Because I thought Jacob was Israel. Well, yeah, they're they're different people. They're the same person, but at different points in time. Jacob was the supplanter, the liar, the thief, the con man, the bluff man, the fluff artist. Come on up in here. The one with all the smooth talk. Come on up in here, Amen. but not too much of a holy walk. Amen. He's the fluff artist. Are you listening to me? Amen. And then Jacob was the chosen one. He was the chosen generation. He was the, he was that one that was after the angel touched Jacob's thigh and, and his leg broke and changed his walk. That's what the breaking of the leg means. It his walk, which means he walked different from that point forward. He said, I have called the, wait, wait, I skipped the part. He, O Jacob and he that formed thee O Israel which means I take them from the guttermost to the uttermost. I take them from the wrongest of the wrong to the most privileged and the most perfect in my mind. He said, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I bought thee out. That word redeemed is talking about bought you out of something. He said, I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Watch this now. God said, you mine. See, you got to get it. God said, you mine. I was, I'm all by myself. God said, no, you ain't, you mine. Somebody might have kicked you to the curb. God said, hey, you mine. They didn't form you. I formed you. They didn't make you. I made you. They didn't design you. I designed you. And I bought you out. It was my blood that was shed for you. Worried about what some little fool saying, some little skankton did to you. He said, I have called thee by name and thou art mine. Watch this now. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and and that place for thee. Dang, he giving up whole countries. Can you imagine that? God giving up whole country. It's hard for some of y'all to get somebody to buy you a hamburger. God busting whole countries out. Hey, listen, that's to, to be able to pay. Y'all don't read it like I do. Praise God. But notice he said, when thou passest through the waters, I'll be with you. I'll be right there with you. See, 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 in a lot of places, I, I, you might say this, they don't really understand that concept. But we here in San Antonio, we clearly understand that. Let a little rain fall over here in San Antonio. Water be running ever which away. Amen. We know we, we even got the wisdom that if we see water, what do we do? Turn around. Don't drown. We already understand that that water get to flowing that you be thinking, oh yeah, I can drive through that. No problem. Ride your little SUV through there. That'll be the last time we see you. That bad boy watch. Boy, you be down down creek someplace later on with your car upside down. Got to fish you out. Come on up in here. Holding services and all that other kind of stuff. Why? Because you didn't understand a simple thing. Don't turn around. Don't drown. But we understand that. That's why we keep turning around. So, but God said, don't you worry, I'm going to be right there with you. When the waters come into your life, coming in there to destroy, don't you worry about a thing, I'm going to be right there with you. And when you walk through the rivers, now the waters is one thing, because it might take you, might not take you. A river flat out could take you, because it has a strong current on it that will wash anything down there. God said, don't you worry about that, because they will not overflow thee. Why would I not overflow thee? Because as you trying to walk through the water, and the water is coming here and hitting you and knocking you and will wash you offshore. shore, God said, not only is he saying, I'm gonna be with you, but I'm gonna block for you in such a way as he becomes your shield, your buckler so that every step you take to begin to go where you got to go, you ain't got to worry about nothing because God's got you blocked so that it's hitting him instead of hitting you. That's why the, the, the folk was beating on Jesus and not beating on you because he was your buckler. Are you listening to me? He was your shield. God said, I'm gonna be your shield. Have a seat, my man. I'm going to be your shield. That when the water comes to overtake you, don't worry about it. I'm with you. And it ain't. It will not overflow you because I'm standing right there. Some of us have dealt with some emotional situations that we should be crazy right now. Hair all over our head looking crazy. Praise God. But we ain't. Your hair look good. Smelling good. Brush your teeth. And you're moving forward into the things that God has in store for you. Shia shouting ground. I used to do a lot of street witnessing, praise God, outside. Praise God. Most of them folk I ran into out there was already saved. That's right. That's true. But they didn't know this stuff I'm teaching right here and got overtook, wore out, jacked up. Quote more Bible verses and all y'all put together. Right. Quote whole Bibles. You be like, well, why your butt homeless? And then they start twitching. <laughs> I'm teaching real good right now. Am I like, I'm not, I ain't playing I told you why that is. Step up and say you're gonna do what God said. I shouldn't say this out loud before folk get saved. But I might as well tell the truth. Praise God. Go on, step up and say you're gonna get saved and do what God said you're gonna do. Here comes the mess. Satan's gonna start shooting at you because he's trying to back you up because you're about to be a witness that he's a liar. Right. And he can't have you. Everybody know he a liar. We move on. He said, I'm gonna be with you. I ain't I ain't gonna fail you. I ain't gonna let you get jacked up. Don't you worry about nothing. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. That's verse five, in case you wonder where I jumped down to. That's verse five. He said, I'm going to be with you. Why is that? Verse four, since thou wast precious in my sight, thou has been honorable, and I have loved thee. But God said, I loved you. God loves you. This ain't no female message here. This crossed the board. God said, I loved you. When I made you, I loved you. When I designed you, I loved you. When I thought about you before the foundations of the earth, before you was a twinkle or a glimmer in your mom and daddy's eye, before you was a that night, I loved you. I knew exactly who you were. I already called you by name. Already have your purpose and your plan right here in my hand. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly where you need to be. I know exactly what you need to do. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has no evil in his mind towards you. He doesn't have an evil thought towards you. He ain't got nothing but love for you. God ain't got nothing but love for you. He said, "I love you. You are precious in my eyes." It's one of the reason why you don't, ladies in the house, say, "Hey, Amen. single ladies, I should say, single ladies in the house, say, hey," Amen. but you be hanging around with no fool that don't see you as precious. Because if that fool don't see you as precious, that's a fool walking. Because if God see you as precious and He ain't ever wrong, Amen. what does that make that person? Wrong. wrong. So what did that make them to you? Wrong. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I, 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 I can feel you felt you felt that sink, didn't you? We go into some further explanation. Here. If you got to make five calls to get one call. Wrong. Everybody say. Wrong. If you got to blow up their pager smoking all on their side. Texting all over the place. You just got to text on repeat. And you can't get one reply. Wrong. Every time y'all go someplace, you got to pay for everything. That's no, that's a never, ever, ever. That, that's that almost get you to cuss wrong. <laughs> if they got to decide whether they're going to be with you or somebody else because they don't see you as precious. God sees you as precious and God's only going to send a representative of him to be with you. That's why fine is irrelevant. It's irrelevant how they fill out pants. Come on up in here. We move on. Because if you're that worried about how they fill out pants, you might be too, too, start get concerned about them taking off their pants. We move on. Everybody say it. Wrong. We move on. God considers you precious. And he considers you. So let me show you how precious he considers you. Psalms 138. My God, I got to speed up. Psalms 138. This how precious God considers you. Psalms 138. Stanza number one. Now let's drop down for time's sake. Praise God. Verse five. Stance five. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. But the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Give me my life back. Yes. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Which means that as he's reaching over one hand to save you, he's slapping the devil upside his head with the other in number eight. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Yes. Thy mercy, O Lord, and doeth ever. forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hand. Forsake not the works of thine own hand. We're the works of his own hand. God would have said, i never, ever, ever forsake you. I will never, ever, ever leave you by yourself. I will never, ever, ever leave you in the midst of trouble. When the enemy rolled down on you, I'm going to deliver you with one hand and pimp slap him with the other. Y'all got to get this. This is what the Bible is saying. I got you and I will perfect the thing that that concerns you. That word perfect in the literal Hebrew means end. End. I will bring it to an end, which I'm going to bring it to completion. God said, I will bring to completion the thing that it is. Not only will I get him up off of you, but I'm going to get him up off of you once and for all. Because you're precious to me. Because I love you. What kind of love does he love us with? I'm glad you asked. Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31. It's starting to feel good, to turn pages, doesn't it? Jeremiah chapter 31. Show you how much the Lord loves you. Jeremiah 31, verse 3. Says the Lord has appeared unto old, of old unto me, saying, Yay. Look at that. He starts this off with, yeah. Starts this off with an affirmative like, yeah. Yeah, he wants you to know ahead of time, before I even start talking, everything I'm saying is already here. Yeah, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. He says, I've loved thee with an everlasting love. That's that's one that just don't stop. Long after that, 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 yeah, that bunny. Ever ready. Yeah, that bunny get to. Energize. Yeah, long after homie's butt, the ear dropped down, my man drop his sticks, take off, take off his drum, fall over on the side, God's still loving you. God loves you with an everlasting love. Everybody say everlasting. everlasting. See, this is good to me. This is good to me. See, I, this is a good example right here. This is going to work because y'all San Antonians. Praise God. I came from the Midwest. I came from Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. Praise God. Yeah. Detroit. A little little city off the off the Detroit River. Praise God. That's French. You know, praise God. We but you know, Detroit ghetto, so we call it Detroit, not Detroit, you know, praise God. <laughs> <laughs> but Anyway. <laughs> Amen. Yes, ma'am. She don't she get mad when I talk about our city, X City, praise God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Anyway, Detroit. coming on, Detroit it's the motor capital of the world. Well, it was, praise God, but still is in Jesus' name. But anyway, um, I come from Detroit. Now in Detroit, we have cold weather—very Very cold weather. In fact, when I said this at the first service, she was like, "In fact, it's cold now." That's why they grinning so much up in San Antonio right now. They're like, "This the promised land for real." <laughs> it's got, ain't no, we don't shovel nothing. We don't throw out no saw. No, I'm just, I'm just like telling you about the promised land. We're going be wearing all them big, thick coats. God, <laughs> <Lord> I <laughs> God, I ain't put on a pair of gloves since our cast came from Detroit. <laughs> the promised land like a mug, praise God. But anyway, in Detroit, it get cold in the mug. My brother over there from Detroit, it's from Detroit, it's cold in the mug. And, and ice forms on the streets. I know some of y'all like, ice on the street? I know, I know you can't, you can't relate. Because even when we did have snow once, uh, what was that, last year, which was once, like, every, what, 15 years? I still saw folk walk around in flip-flops. They didn't know what to do. They, said, they, didn't, like they didn't know what to do. But, but <laughs> it wasn't no problem about them. The next day was gone anyway. Praise God, take a picture. Quick, hurry up. Because <laughs> they dog, 0.0 snow here in San Antonio. But anyway, there, you be having, shoot, you can have feet of snow. Snow all up to here. Come outside, you have to remember, where the heck was my car? Cause all you see is snow. You got to like hit the woog 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 trying to find trying to fire your car and stuff so you can dig it out. And so see see in in San Antonio that would shut the city down for real. It rained in San Antonio. They shut the city down. Make a run on the grocery stores for water and bread and stuff like that. Come on, y'all know it's true. In Detroit, it can snow feet, and your boss looking at you like, how come you ain't here? Because they expect you to still be there. they like, look, this Michigan is snow. You know that ahead of time. Right. Where well, we got us a problem here. Right. Right. You start using your vacation time. When they run out, you fire it. you're fired. You're going to be here. Right. That's, that's they thinking. Well, that means then you got to get there. So because of that, as soon as they even think it's going to snow, they start preparing, getting the snow shovels out on the big old trucks and stuff like that. Daddy's big old trucks, big garbage trucks full of salt and rock salt and stuff like that. And man, they come and plow all this snow out and knock it over to the side. And I hope your car ain't sitting there when they knock all this snow over because they're going to bury it under the snow. They don't care because they're trying to get the, tr- the roads clear. You, you, that's your problem. And they, they throw that stuff all over and then they come back and lay the salt, throw, throw salt all over the place. So, why are you saying this, Pastor? I'm going somewhere with this. Salt all over the place, all over the road. So, when you get up that morning, fire your car up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm you be like thank you Jesus thank you Jesus <laughs> and you pull out and you driving down the street you hit this noise <laughs> and that's salt being thrown all up under the bottom of your car and stuff like that and initially you don't even care because you get getting the where you got to go that's the only thing on your mind you ain't sliding all over the place running into people and stuff like that but you you just yeah. imagine that and that's with snow and ice all over the place here we running into folk when it's dry I ain't never seen that like this before I'm telling you this is a whole other world to me it's like this thing called a windshield. These things called brakes. But anyway, <laughs> you're riding all over the place. Only thing is, is that later on down the line, you bought your sweet car, got your brand new sweet car, looking all nice. Three years later, you start seeing rust forming all at the bottom and all around the bottom. Because that salt will erode the metal and it begins to start taking away and, and it, it erodes and, and it starts taking away. Whereas before you metal on your car was strong. Then it begins to weaken. And then before you know it, you got holes all in it. I mean, you got holes in the bottom of cars. See, when I came into San Antonio, I was shocked. I've seen every car I used to drive here in San Antonio, every car. So that don't mean nothing to y'all, but see in Detroit, they was all rusted away. So they don't even exist. But here, I turn, I said, look, that's the car I used to try. I'm like, they go the other way. I said, look, honey, they go the car we used to have. I look, that's one my daddy had. Dang. <laughs> and they just riding around, and they just solid and looking good. And I'm like, hey, but see, in Detroit, if it was rolling and stuff like that, the whole bottom be gone. I remember mean, I bought a car. I was almost bought a car. I almost bought a car one day. I got in this car, friends. guy sat down to it, in it, thinking, like, looking at it. And all of a sudden, I kind of, like, just let my foot drop and stuff like that. And I heard something go clunk. And I'm like, clunk? That ain't the right kind of sound. So I pulled back the, uh the, the floor mat and looked down. It was a piece of plywood. And I pulled the plywood back and then the hole in the ground where you looking straight through to the pavement below you. I'm like, man, you ain't got no floorboard in here. And he's like, well, hey, you know, man, you know. I tried to sell me a car with no floorboard. It <laughs> because it got ate up by the rust. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, let me tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that those cars are not everlasting. That you spend all kind of money for them, and then a couple years later, they're gone. But God's love is
1: everlasting. Well, that's all the way of time for today. We trust that you were blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you gain any understanding of the importance of responding properly to God's Word, because it's our proper response to God's Word that makes what God promised can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. So, Let's learn to let God fulfill in our lives all the promises he makes in his word by responding properly to the word that we read and or heard. Let's respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's Erico code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. Seven eight We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on, visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. And remember, we also invite all of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship tomorrow morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. So don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this informative and inspiring meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should heartily say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind, To send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he sow reap. So since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said that he would do. That is, make sure that you reap the harvest from the seed sown by you. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week. For more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you, call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word?
0: Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.